Hi there, and welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind the scenes stories. I am Satu Mäkinen, the founder of both Nordic as well as European Natural Beauty Awards, and I will be your host in diving into these topics. Make sure you click the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Today I have a very special guest on the podcast, Christopher Nianberg from Sweden. For um, more than 10 years, Christopher has been obsessed with the human skin microbiome and why our skin is as it is. And in his own words, he's a skincare rebel, always trying to find ways how to use only a little, if nothing extra on our skin. And he has been working with well-known natural cosmetics brands over the years, such as Skincare and Sapienic, but has now founded his own brand, Floridim, that really takes you to another level. And in today's episode, Christopher will share his latest findings about human skin And knowing how interesting stories he always has, let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast, Christopher. Thank you so much. Excited to have you here. You have quite a long story when it comes to natural beauty or holistic skincare or all these kind of questions. So would you like to share a little bit about your background and where you come from and why you ended up in the industry? Yeah, sure. So I've been in the skincare industry now for almost 11 years. And I was not a big fan of skincare at all before I started. There was a just coincidences that led me to this industry. The whole thing started, I think it was 12 years ago, when me, my mother, father and sister, we went to a holiday in South Africa. And... My mother, she had forgotten her skincare products at home. Mm. So when we were there, she bought some products just to use during this day. And she bought some South African products, a brand named Esse. And she was so satisfied with the products. So when we came back to Sweden, she wanted to continue with the products. But she couldn't find them anywhere. It was basically hard to find it anywhere in Europe. So she asked me if I wanted to help her to contact the founder behind this brand. Mm. And I said, okay, sure. And we contacted this amazing man called Trevor Stain. And we went down to South Africa, had a meeting with him. And the question he asked us was, do you know anything about skincare? And we said, no. (laughs) I mean, I basically didn't know what a moisturizer was. But anyways, we went down there, had a meeting with him, came back to Sweden. We quitted our jobs and we started S in Sweden. So from there, we built this company for seven years and then we sold it. And Mm -hmm. then I worked for Trevor as a consultant. So I helped him to build the European markets with this brand mm. and then Corona hit. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit trickier to travel. And then he, Trevor asked me if I wanted to build another brand with him called Sapianic. So we did that for one year. 
And after a pretty long period of time in the skincare industry, I was so sick of it. I wanted to leave the skincare industry, mainly because the more you understand the skin, the more you understand that you don't understand the skin. <laughs> exactly. Right? Because it's such a complex setup of microbes and skin cells and all of these different compounds that are collaborating for everything to work as it should. But mm -hmm. at the same time as the skincare industry is, is just talking more and more about the different, no, it should be sustainable and stuff like that. It's just launching more and more products. And I can't really agree with that way of making skincare. Mm. My initial idea was to leave the skincare industry. But it only took one month. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get really far. <laughs> no, I mean, one month after I left, I went to the US and I participated a big convention there. And I met a guy that... He mentioned two words for me. Mm. He men mentioned the words, the skin's endocannabinoid system. And I was really naive <laughs> because I thought that I have lived the skincare industry for quite some time. Yeah. In years. And if I haven't heard about anything, it can't be important, right? But... On the hotel room, I started to Google. So I started to Google the endocannabinoid system and I started to read. And I don't think I ended to read before like 4 a.m. in the morning. And then I understood that I missed one of the most crucial parts that we have in our skin. Mm. And it's completely changed my mind. And I then decided to, okay, I need to do something with this. So I couldn't leave the skincare industry. I started to mix a little bit with the ingredients that could help the system. And that's the overall start of the new brand called Florani. Mm, which is your new brand right now. Long story short. That was a pretty long story. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a long story. But obviously, yeah, now you have your own brand, Florani and everything so that's kind of probably why you built it that you wanted to continue this path but I know you have very strong stories and information as well about our skin and how it works and kind of where the human is originally from and all that would you like to share a little bit about this all this yeah sure so what I've been looking at for quite some time is the answer to the question why is our skin as it is. Because if we could answer the question, why is our skin as it is and why is it behaving as it does? Then we can answer the question on how to treat the skin in the best possible way, but also mm -hmm. how to not treat the skin. And it's a very tricky question. But to be able to answer it, we need to go back in time, a quite long time back in time. We need to go back 1.9 million years. We need to go back to the time where we went from being chimpanzees to, to Homo and then to Homo erectus and then to Homo sapiens. Mm. And during this time, 1.9 million years, we lived as hunter-gatherers. 
we were out, we were collecting fruits, we were out hunting, but we were constantly outside, first in Africa and then to the rest of the world. Mm. And during this really long period of time, our skin developed until what it is today. So it developed and it became this amazing organ that we today see as the skin, right? Mm. But after 1.9 million years of evolution and a life as hunter-gatherer, some people stopped being hunter-gatherers and they became farmers instead. Mm. So they left the life of being a nomad and they became farmers instead. And then we lived as farmers for 8,000 years. And then of like 120 years ago, some people or almost everyone in the Western world became what we today call as modern people. Mm. So we had 1.9 million years as hunter-gatherers. We had 8,000 years as farmers. And then we've had the last 120 years as modern people. Mm. And this makes things a little bit tricky because our skin is built as a life, as a hunter-gatherer. Yeah. But we live a completely different lifestyle today. And what I've been focusing on and what we've been focusing on for quite some time is what has happened. If you look at the skin with the last hunter-gatherers today, so the people that still live as hunter-gatherers today, doesn't matter if they are in Africa or in South America, you could see one thing. And they don't have skin diseases. Mm -hmm. They don't have any acne, eczema, rosacea. It's non-existing. Mm. While we in the Western world, we have plenty. (laughs) I mean, 85% of teenagers today have some kind of acne. Around 39% of all people in the Western world have sensitive or very sensitive skin. Mm. And around 10% of all people have some kind of eczema. And these numbers are increasing. So how come that when we lived as hunter-gatherers, we didn't have any skin diseases, and now we have a lot? Mm. Well, the answer should be pretty obvious, right? It should be, but it's not really, because Mm. there's a lot of factors. But one of the main factors is that we have lost, and this is what I've been focusing on for quite some time, and that's we have lost our microbial diversity. Mm. So we have lost the microbes, the bacteria, the fungus, the viruses that lives in and on our skin and that we need to have in and on our skin for the skin to function in a normal way. For quite some time, I believed that that was the main focus that we should focus on to optimize our skin. Mm. But then one year and three months ago, when I heard about the skin's endocannabinoid system, and I started to Google and read the studies, I understood that there's something more important. Mm. And it's this very complex system. Now it's a, it's a monologue. So this system, it's a very complex system and very few people talk about it. 
it's mainly no skincare companies talking about it in an easy way. There's very few skin therapists talking about it. But still, it's very important. And to be able to explain it in an easy way... Okay, let me do my best to explain to you and everyone that is listening what this system is about. Mm. It's built on three different parts. So first off, you have something called receptors. And we as human beings, we have two different receptors. One is called the CB1 receptor, and the other one is called the CB2 receptor. And to make this easier to understand, you could compare these receptors to locks. So these receptors, they are found everywhere in our bodies. They're found in every skin cell, every cell, every sebaceous glands, everywhere in our skin and our bodies. And these receptors, these locks, for the function of the body and skin to function in a normal way, they need to be locked and unlocked all the time. Mm. Many, many times per minute. And to be able to lock and unlock these receptors, these locks, our skin and our bodies produce keys. And these keys are named endocannabinoids. So these keys are produced when it's necessary in our body and in our skin. Mm. And then we have enzymes that removes the keys, that removes the endocannabinoids when they're not functioning anymore in the skin. Mm. So you have receptors, you have endocannabinoids, and you have enzymes. The problem that I've found is that most people today in the Western world, we have lost our ability to produce enough keys, both in our skin and in our bodies. So we don't have enough keys to lock and unlock these receptors, and therefore bad things happen. Mm. For example, what happens when you don't have enough keys is that your skin cells start to freak out. We lose our function of producing sebum. So that's the oils that the skin is producing mm. to uh, keep our skin healthy. We lose our ability to produce antimicrobial peptides. A way to explain that is the soldiers that are produced in our skin to defend our skin against pathogens that usually creates problems in our mm. skin. So acne or eczema or stuff like that. So all functions in skin are depending on these locks and these keys. And we have lost our ability to produce these keys. Mm. Question. Do we then have perhaps too many enzymes as well on the skin? So that even worsens the situation? No, I mean, it's hard to say. I have not read anything about that we have too many enzymes. It's mainly our dysfunction in creating the keys, the endocannabinoids. Mm. So that's a good question, actually. I need to look into that. I haven't found any proof or any information about that until now, but that's something I need to look into. 
Thank you. Yeah, that could be an interesting question to know if it worsens the situation, actually. And there could yeah. be another another way to look at it as well. So if there's anybody listening to this episode that knows something about this subject, please let us know. Yes. But, but yeah, so perhaps we can move on to your products because I have a feeling you have a solution for this. Yeah. So when I started to look into this topic, I realized that there's a system in our body and in our skin that is just controlling everything. It's necessary to have a perfect skin health. I hadn't heard about it after 10 years in the industry. Almost no skin therapist or dermatologist I've talked to knows there's it even exists a system in the skin, which is called the endocannabinoid system. And then I understood that there are, in theory, a couple of substances that could control and benefit this system. But I thought to myself that if this was possible, not only in theory, then everyone would do it. Everyone would talk about it. Every skin company in the world would just cancel what they're doing and start focusing directly on this topic, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was my firm belief. So what I did was that I found a company in the Netherlands that produces CBD oils for oral usage. And I asked them if I could order 40 oils with a specific amount of CBD and CBG. And I asked them to send it to me. And then I gave these oils, these facial oils, to customers that I've met during these years in the industry. So people with very sensitive skin, with acne, eczema, you know, different kind of skin diseases. And I gave these oils to them and said, hey, just try this out. Nothing else, just this oil. And after two weeks, I started to receive feedback. And the feedback was amazing. Like, I I have never seen anything like this. (laughs) it, It was crazy. And then when I understood that, okay, this is actually working, then I started to produce or to develop the first oil. Mm. And this oil only contains three ingredients. It's the base oil is a MCT oil. So it's medium chain triglycerides. And that comes from coconut, but it's not cocos oil. It's not coconut oil. It's very. It's a lot smaller, so it penetrates the skin in a better way. Mm. But the most important ingredients are CBD or cannabidiol, as it's named in the correct way. Yeah. And the main function of CBD in skin is to prevent the removal of our own keys. So the Mm -hmm. idea with CBD is to slow down the way that the body is destroying our own keys, our own endocannabinoids. Mm. And then we have CBG, or cannabigerol, as it's named. And that is an identic copy of our own keys. So CBG can actually attach to our own locks and create balance in the system that controls everything. That's incredible. Right? 
So when you add this product, and it's extremely easy to manufacture, it's only three ingredients. But what happens when you add it is that your sebum production is being stabilized. You're getting an increased number of antimicrobial peptides that prevent your skin from having a inflammation. You get a better resistance against pathogens. You get a healthier skin overall. Mm. And everything with only three ingredients. It's crazy. Exactly. That's amazing. And I mean, obviously, congratulations. You're nominated for the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards as well this year with this product. And perhaps this is the reason that there's something quite special in this product. So It's a very fascinating topic and I'm very honored to be nominated. It's a very interesting topic when you start to look into it. And I strongly believe that this is going to be the future of the skincare industry. Mm. So perhaps we can dive into that a little bit more. I mean, obviously, you have probably a very specific view what you would like to see in the future <laughs> in skincare industry as well as in all industries in general. So what are your thoughts about the future? Let me start off the answer to that question with a short story. So have, have you heard about the wolves of the Yellowstone Park in the US? Oh, I have not. Okay. So this is a national park in the US where in 1915, the American government, they decided to eliminate the wolves from this park because they thought they had a negative effect for the environment. Mm. So they removed the wolves from the park. And within, within three years, the park was extremely bad. So the development of the park was just going in the wrong way. The floods were just overflowing with water. The diversity of species, both plants and animals were disappearing. All because the wolves that usually just killed and hunted a lot of the deers were not there anymore. So the deers were overpopulated. And this made a huge negative impact on the environment. Right? Mm. And then it took 80, 80 years before they reintroduced the wolves to this park. And within three years, the environment came back to what it was before. Mm. So everything started to shift to the positive. The animals came back. The plants came back. So what has this to do with skin? <laughs> it has everything to do with skin. Because this is skin. So our skin is a complex ecosystem of different species and things that are collaborating. Yeah. Like the National Park. And if you add something to a very sensitive ecosystem, or if you remove something from a very sensitive ecosystem, it will have consequences on that ecosystem. Mm. And I think this is what where the skincare industry overall have been doing things in the wrong way for quite some time. Because when we are adding stuff on the skin that shouldn't or aren't supposed to be there, it will have a consequence on the skin. It might not be a very big consequence. It might not come directly, but it will have a consequence. And this is what the skincare industry must understand. That we, we can't remove stuff from the skin that 
are supposed to be there and we should not add stuff to the skin that are not supposed to be there. From my perspective, that's what we need to focus on now in the future in the skin group. Yeah, and obviously it's not like you add only one product one day. You add several products with countless ingredient lists yeah. daily for many years. So overall, over time, of course, it starts to accumulate. Correct. Accumulate different things. Yeah. Your job is very important because there's a lot of products out there that we're not supposed to be have on our skin. But the natural part will have a very big role in this in the future mm, absolutely and of course there are other topics as well what yeah. comes to like you mentioned sustainability a little bit earlier for example mm. how are we also treating the nature overall around us because if that changes that changes us as well for sure correct so it all comes together. It, everything is just a big ecosystem. And we need to create the diversity, both in nature, but also in our bodies and in our skin. Mm. And of course, we're part of the nature. So, you exactly. know, some, some people sometimes forget that, that we're part of that one big cycle. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And I believe that both prebiotics, so the food for beneficial bacteria, and different cannabinoids from nature. So stuff that could affect the endocannabinoid system in a good way will be a key player in the future to have a perfect skin health. Yeah, they will be literally the keys. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. That is true. They will literally be the keys for something yeah. amazing. Well, if somebody got super excited about your products right now, where can they find you, find your products and perhaps buy your products as well? One thing you can do is, and I recommend you to do that, is to follow our Instagram account. And that is the name. This is Florani. And you can also follow me, Christopher Jenberg. And if you want to read more about the products and there's a lot of blog articles and stuff, you can go to our website. And that is www.florani.com Amazing, quite simple. I will obviously link all the links in the show notes below so anybody who is interested can click directly from there and get to your material and on your site. And obviously anybody can contact you directly as well. I know you're very open to talk with anybody who is interested in the topic. I love to talk to anybody that have questions or, you know, this is what I live for. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, I love to share thoughts and ideas with, with people that are interested. Yeah. And of course, when there are new topics we're introducing or new information, it's also the education is quite a big part of the job and all that as well. So it's obvious that where we love to talk with people, same with me as well. If you have ever any questions about the awards or anything, just hit us a DM and, and we can go from there. That's perfect. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and all your stories. It's just amazing. I feel like every time I talk with you, I learn so much more <laughs> and I cannot wait the next adventure you're going to. But this is very, very far and perhaps the way we can finish our issues with the skin. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Amazing. Ciao, ciao. Cool. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. 
make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we discuss in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. Join the conversation on our social media channels, on Instagram and Facebook at European Natural Beauty Awards and at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, as well as on LinkedIn at Natural Beauty Directory. Until next week, bye-bye!